Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the sweet, sultry sounds of Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week to sign off on some sexy, (laughs) sultry, money-making plans. Yeah, that's what we do, guys. Come together once a week over a single topic, and from that topic, we come up with an incredible amount of ideas, usually four, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And we give them to you, you the listener. You take them, you action them, get incredibly wealthy, and that's it. We don't ask for any money up front, no money down. We don't ask for, we don't say... This is going to make you a trillion dollars. So we want you to give us a hundred grand now. Mm-mm. That's not what we do. We say this is going to make you a trillion dollars. Take it and make your trillion. Yeah. Maybe you only make a, a billion. <laughs> Whatever it is. You're a loser. Wow. You really, you, this is why we don't have any <laughs> listeners because you insult them constantly. So many. Uh, <laughs> Once you make that money, guys, Uh the big buckaroos, as the kids say in the business, once you do that, then and only then, when you're taking stock of your life, your past, you're having your rosebud moment, Mm -hmm. you're laying in bed and you're going, GRQ, GRQ. That, Uh guys, is when you take us into consideration. That's right. And then what do you do, Noel? Right then, when you're super rich, when you're laying in your bed, you say, hey, I owe it all to these disruptors. GRQ. That's right. I'm going to, now that I'm rich, I'm going to make good, I'm going to pay it backwards, and I am going to give them 10% of everything I made, tithe them as if they were thy church. Yeah. That's it, guys. That's it. Enough said. It's the deal. Enough said. We've explained what we do. Yeah. We've explained what you do. Yeah. We explained how we make money off of it. Uh, yeah. Now we got to explain how you make money off of it. Yeah. So, Noel. Yeah. I haven't seen you. No. In a whole week. This is true. What's going on, my man? Well, you know, living life, uh, living the life of Riley. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, when I was forced to come up with a story to talk about. Um, I don't know what you mean by forced. I mean forced, you guys. Help me. Please help me. Mm-hmm. Um, about when I was in high school. Uh, I'm sure they do it here with proms. They have like after parties. No. 
There's no such thing as an after party in the United States of America. Period. Okay. I don't even know what that means. So, uh, for the formals in uh, in Canada, mm-hmm. we had an after. I had an after party. I should say. Oh, you threw an after party. I threw an after party in your apartment, in, in your home, in our in my home, and uh, my one buddy, Doug, uh, had over imbibed. And he was all dressed up in a suit, and he just disappeared. And everyone's like, where did Doug go? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he showed up like three hours later, shows up, rings the doorbell, opened the door. There's Doug in his suit. A lot of vomit on him. Uh-huh. And Doug comes in, takes off his shoes, comes upstairs, looks down, and gets all angry. And he's like, who puked on me <laughs> and we're like what are you talking about uh-huh. and he was so angry he thought somebody puked on him snuck up puked on him and ran away or something uh-huh that's it did he think that someone did it or yeah. do you think he was trying to convince you that someone did no, it no he was not at a point where he was of a convincing mind of are anything. you still friends with doug yeah i am actually yeah doug's a good guy he's a great guy nice yeah do you remind him of that story <laughs> I do sometimes, yeah. I do. <laughs> Doug had a few like, Doug, what is going on uh-huh. with you, dude? But he he's all right. It's not like that was like the beginning of this spiral out of control or anything. Right. It's just Doug did a few things that was like, dude. <laughs> he's got a real life now. Yeah. He's not just sort of working in a in a in a maple syrup factory. No. Drinking his engineer. nights away. Okay, so he's got a real life. He's got a real life. He's not just pounding labbits and moosehead. Labats? Labats. I always thought it was supposed to be pronounced labbits. Yeah, because you're wrong. Okay, no, I remember, I just have some recollection of when I was younger, uh-huh. and everyone thought Canadian beer was good beer, Yeah. that, you know, if you could get labats and moosehead, mm-hmm. uh, not so much Molson, because we could get that in the States, you know what I mean, pretty regularly. But there were there was one other. What was the other big uh, Canadian beer? There's Labatt's, Moosehead. I remember there was a thing when I was in college. I think Golden's a big one up here, wasn't it? For a while, <clears throat> Molson Golden. Yeah. Well, Molson. The thing about Molson Canadian, in the states was Golden. Molson's. Uh, you could get Molson's was was imported to the states all over the United States. Yeah. So everyone could get Molson beer. Well, Mo- I hate when people say this. Molson Labatt's. Those are companies. That's well, like saying Anheuser-Busch. Well, but it's isn't it like saying Budweiser? No. No. I mean, there are a million There's different... There's no Molson beer in, in Canada. <coughs> there's Molson's Canadian. There's Molson Golden. There's, there's Labatt's Blue. There's Labatt's 50. There's, well, I will explain to you that when uh, I was a young man... The ads for Molson beer. I'm, maybe the, they. I'm, I'm going to tell you what the ads were. The jingle was Molson's is Canada. Okay. Molson's is beer. All right. So we just they were all different. I mean, we understood that there were there was Molson's it. Golden and there was Molson's uh, uh, Canadian uh-huh. and Molson's Light and Molson's whatever. But to us, I think that was just sort of like you know all the various cores. Brands or various Budweiser brands. Yeah, I'm just saying. But and, you know, and like, yes, there's Labatt's Blue, and uh, are there any other Labatt's beers? There's probably I forty. I only remember Blue. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot. But anyway, yeah. you could get the Molson line of beers anywhere in the United States. Okay. They imported to every state in the union. Yeah. Beers from Labatt's uh-huh. that carried the Labatt's name. Yeah. Okay. Does blue. that work better for you? Well, blue is, is the Labatt beer that uh, I've seen here. Okay. And Moosehead. Uh-huh. Is that is that okay if I say Moosehead, Moosehead as a beer? Moosehead is the name of the beer. Okay. Yeah. Is it made by Labatt's or Molson? No. You know what? When I lived in Canada, you couldn't get Moosehead in Ontario because they had uh, all these laws about where you could sell beer where it was made, and you could only buy beer that was made within your province, and Moosehead is really? not Ontario. Yeah. Huh. Now, now they've loosened up on all that stuff. <laughs> But it used to be really strict. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, so you could only get those beers if you were a little closer to the border. So if you were in upstate New York, okay, uh, Vermont, you know, New England, I don't know about the rest of the country. I didn't really make those things. But so to get a Labatt's beer of one of their varieties of beer, particularly blue, which is the only one that I knew of, yeah, or a Moosehead. Uh, it was a rare thing, and sure. everyone thought because it was a rare thing that they were better beers than, say, Rolling Rock or whatever it may have been at the time, which they're fine, but they're not like blow-your-mind beers. That's my only point. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what I, the whole point of this really was, I remember I used to call it Labatt's, and someone said, oh, no, it's not Labatt's, it's Labatt's. <laughs> And I was like, that's very Canadian, man. No, they weren't mess. I think they thought that it was, you know, these these myths build up about things. And people think they're true because it makes them seem more special. Uh Like you. Yeah. You're an example of that. Yeah. The myths that have built up around Noel Deneen that make you seem special. But they're all lies. Many, many myths. Yeah. I I was thinking you were trying to tell me that your friend, Uh Doug. Doug. Doug had uh, thrown up on himself, realized what he had done, and sort of uh, wanted to create a false flag event by saying, someone threw up all over me. And uh, It would have uh, made sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. But instead, he was just so wasted. <laughs> he had a moment of clarity in his verging, verging on blackout drunkenedness uh-huh. that he couldn't even imagine that he might have thrown up because he didn't have any recollection of it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. But that story, Noel, yeah. and my interpretation of it, my initial thought of where it was going, mm-hmm. leads us right in today's topic, which is... Which is false flags. How <laughs> to get rich with them, how to point at someone else, and take the money. Wow, you're really having a rough the past two episodes. <laughs> last episode and was the episode before that was a little rough for you too with your uh with your you just haven't had a lot of time to think about the show during the I've week. I've been busy, guys. Yeah. Been busy. Yeah. The, the lack of preparation is evident. Oh no, wait till these ideas come out, dude, <laughs> and you'll be like, Oh, I get it. Oh. I see where all the time went. Oh, you really aren't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I I was not aware of the lack oh, of no, preparation. No, no. It is uh, you're, these schemes they're polished. They're, I do want to just because uh-huh. we were talking about Canon, I wanted to throw this thing in. When I was at Syracuse University for the, you know, blink of an eye that I was there, 
there was a belief yeah. that the Jägermeister you could get in Canada <laughs> was the quote-unquote real Jägermeister. Okay. We, w- there was a thing that went around, an uh-huh. urban, I'm assuming an urban myth that went around that all the kids believed, all the, you know, the party kids believed, was that the original Jägermeister had opium in it. <laughs> opium or, 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 or poppy or heroin, something like that. But that was one of the things that was in the, you know, uh, 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 herbal mix that mm-hmm. made up Jägermeister. And because those things that, you know, opium was illegal in the United States, they didn't have it in the Jägermeister that you would drink in the States. Okay. But if you went to Canada, you could get the real stuff. Okay. And so guys would take pilgrimages really from Syracuse up to Canada on the weekends to look for the real Jägermeister. Okay. And they would do that thing, uh, 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 I can't remember, well, you know what it's called, where like, you know, you'll drink a placebo almost and you'll think, you'll you'll be convinced enough that it's real alcohol that you'll suddenly act drunk. Uh-huh. And they would drink Jägermeister up there and bring back bottles of it, like smuggle bottles back with them, mm-hmm. um, and act as if they were high <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but, you know, later when reality set in, uh-huh. um, you know, the idea that there was heroin or opium <laughs> yeah. in Jägermeister at <laughs> any absurd. point was absurd. <laughs> yeah. But that because it, it was illegal in New York, you could get it in Canada was even more absurd. Yeah. But there is definitely, I feel like as a young man, there were a lot of uh, 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 sort of ideas that Canada was such a much more permissive uh, uh, so it was not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, mean, you, you want to know the equivalent of the <coughs> the interCanadian equivalent of that mm-hmm. is there was in uh, in Canada. So the the biggest like the flagship Molson beer is Molson Canadian, mm-hmm. and there was a beer when people would go to Quebec, they'd be like, "Bring me back some Brador," because they were like, "The thing is." No one in Quebec would buy a beer called Canadian. Right, right. Right? Like the Montreal Canadiens? Uh-huh. The French people don't call them the Canadians. What do they call them? The, the Habs. Oh, right. Oh, the that's Habitals. why they're, okay. oh, that's the why they're called the Habs. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So everyone was like, no. And this is back in like the sep- more yeah. of the separatist days than now, uh-huh. too, right? So it was like, no Quebec person's ever going to buy a beer named Canadian. So... Quebec Canadian is Bredore, and they put more booze in it. It's the strongest right. beer in Canada, <laughs> which would make it a different beer. Uh-huh. All right, a completely you know, different we're, beer. We're right. kind of blowing our whole uh-huh. setup in the in the punchline, uh, but yeah, everyone was like, Bredore is Quebec Canadian, but it's stronger. Yeah, it's true. And people would, like drink Bredore and be like, I had like three Bredores. <laughs> right. They go, I was wasted. <laughs> so strong, yeah. dude. Um, yeah, it's like Hellman's mayonnaise. It's like Hellman's mayonnaise. Yeah. Halfway through the country, Hellman's is Hellman's, and then there's they can't call it Hellman's in oh, the West Coast. Yeah. So I don't remember what they call it. It's just it. called like real mayo or it's something called, like, like best, that. Best mayo or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Anyway, no. Anyway. That was a false flag we set up for our listeners. Yeah. 
said we were going to talk about false flags, but then we pretended to be talking about Canada. But boom, back to false flags. Making a 180 back to false flags. That's flag. right. So false flags, Noel. False flags. For anyone who's not quite sure what they are, I'll <coughs> let you know right now. A false flag operation is an operation conducted by one party or government and made to appear as though it were sponsored by another party or government. Famous examples of false flags. Nero burns Rome, blames Christians. Uh-huh. The Mukden incident, where the Japanese took over Manchuria. They, like, blew up a train and then said that they've got to quell this rebellion, and uh, but they did it all themselves. A lot of people say the Gulf of Tomkin. Tonkin. Tomkin. Tonkin. Tonkin. T-O-N. Nobody can pronounce it, guys. It's lost <laughs> in days of yore. Uh, this mysterious gulf in Vietnam where boats blew up. We claimed it was the North Vietnamese. I think they were just old boats that we blew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, some degree, there's people that claim Pearl Harbor was a false flag where we knew they were coming and we just let them come and bomb us. So it's not quite a false flag. No. It's a little bit of a twist. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of false flaggy mm-hmm. where we let them do it so we could retaliate. Um, uh, <sighs> disturbingly, uh, possibly these Russian ships that blew up in Crimea this week. Mm-hmm. I bet you turn out to be some sort of false flag where they're like, Ukraine did it. <coughs> well, the, the, the Russians have been false flagging the Ukraine from the beginning. Oh, they had all those crazy. Uh, all the Russian soldiers dressing up as uh yeah. Ukrainian yeah, they sure soldiers were. and yeah. that's all false flag. Yeah. Oh. The Russians have a long history of false flaggery. Yeah, they do. You know, they started several wars. Yeah, they're false flaggets. <laughs> <laughs> they started several wars with their flaggetry. Yeah. <laughs> They're blatant flaggetry. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys, this is against nobody other than flags. Uh-huh. Uh, and Russians. And, and Russians. <laughs> um, so, you guys, how are we going to make some money with false flags? I can tell you right now, uh, anyone who's paying attention knows that this week not only did boats blow up outside of Crimea, but also Tuesday... Arriving flights uh, into Newark Airport were temporarily prevented from landing because of two drones spotted. And they were spotted by a pilot at 3,500 feet. In Newark? This happened in Newark? Newark. I have yeah. no idea what's going on in the world today. Uh, drones? Because this happened in, in England. Yeah. Uh, like a month ago. I'm about to get to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. That's all right. Uh, so drones are not allowed above 400 feet. Or you know they're not, they're not allowed in New York City at all. Really? Yeah, it's illegal to fly them in New York City. Period. Okay. Uh, well, Without permits, you can get permits to do it, but you have to get permits. Okay. Well, out out in Newark, I guess they're not allowed oh, Newark, over four hundred right. feet. Or Newark is New Jersey. Thirty sorry. minutes after sundown. Uh, which I don't know if that means for the thirty minutes after sundown, and then you can fly them again, or it means nothing till the morning. <coughs> Oh, I see what right? you're saying. Right, because I could see it being just at sundown because the, they could get lost in the dusk. Right, and the, It's and harder the to see things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Um, the airport opened a short time later. Today, or I should say the day of this recording, Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, the FAA came out and said it's highly unlikely that there actually were drones at that height, 3,500 feet, on such a cold day, they'd basically be be impossible to fly that high. Mm-hmm. 
But as uh, you uh, tipped the hat to, between December 19th and the 21st, hundreds of flights were canceled at Gatwick Airport <laughs> near London due to drones spotted close to the runway. Yeah, but they were close to the runway. Yeah. Uh, affected around 140,000 passengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 1,000 1, flights were uh, affected. It was the biggest disruption since the ash from that Icelandic volcano that shut the airports down in 2010. Uh, the military was deployed uh, following a request from the Sussex police. EasyJet Airlines alone claimed that the shutdown cost them 15 million pounds. So some coin. That's some coin. Yeah. 15 million pounds. Yeah. That's a lot of fat, man. That is. Uh, and that is a pretty big airline, but that's one airline. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing at the time I read about it uh, that the drones were spotted by a company hired a Gatwick to spot drones. And I thought, you know, it's the age old, if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So I figured I would look into this drone spotting company. And I did. Uh, I saw an article saying Gatwick drones pump uh, pump drone shield sales. Saw another article saying drone shield says people are throwing money at them after the Gatwick drone crisis. Oh boy, lots of similar articles, <clears throat> right? And I thought, aha, I am mm-hmm. on to something. You are. But as I looked closer. I realized something bigger. Uh-oh. Drone Shield <laughs> is not the company hired by Gatwick. The company hired by Gatwick was called Drone Dome. It's an Israeli company. Uh, the the uh, Drone Shield is an Australian company. Mm-hmm. And I just somehow went down some... Google rabbit hole that led me to the wrong company, but it was story after story about how Gatwick has enriched them. Uh huh. So I imagine they're enriching all drone shielding, all drone identifying companies. Yeah, exactly. Right. So obviously, lots of potential growth in this industry, mm-hmm. massive profits to be had from people, you know, thinking people want to attack us with drones. Right. <coughs> so, uh, Listeners out there, you can work for existing drone protection companies. You can start your own drone protection company. Any way you slice it, you're making money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to go out and attack yourself or allow an attack uh, in order to promote your business. What are you going to do? You're going to wait for a plane crash. Uh-huh. And you're going to remotely fly drones and land them amongst the crash. So it looks like the drones caused the crash. You're going to go and you're going to wait for a strike on an ISIS camp in Syria. And you're going to fly a drone. And you're going to leave drones around that bombed-out camp. Mm-hmm. You're going to wait until... There's terrorists busted uh, in Newark 
wherever, wherever it is, in London, in Newark, in Hamburg, in Johannesburg, whatever burg you got, and you're going to fly a drone and park it on the building of, of that, and later someone will say, like, hey, this building where the terrorists were caught, there were like six drones on top of the building. Oh, I see. So you're planning the in the ISIS strongholds to show, like, oh, they had drones there. That's right. Not you're that the wait. drones had anything to do with the... Uh, okay. Well, but but people in their mind will associate... Yeah, they'll, I get it. I, I just did, I was trying to put the no. two together. Okay. You're going to wait until there's a, a explosion in a chemical plant. You're going to fly drones there. Uh-huh. There's going to be drones in the, in the debris. Mm-hmm. You're going to wait until... Taiwan, a apartment building collapses. There's going to be drones there. You're going to fly drones You're going to get those drones there. People are going to be convinced that we are under attack mm-hmm. from all sides by drones, and yeah. you're doing nothing but planting them at the scenes. That's right. And magically, those drones are all going to have your cards on them. They might. So people will know who to call. Yeah. For, you know what I mean? Because they could call any drone company. I mean, you know, if you're flying drones around Taiwan mm-hmm. and Syria mm-hmm. and Newark, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I don't know, where else did we say? New York City. Anywhere. And, anywhere there's a disaster. Right. But, you know. Or you, a bust of a terrorist group. <clears throat> you know, the, my point is, is that, you know. You're going to need people to know around the world that you're the company that they want to call. Well, as I said, you can you can start your own company, or you can just do this in service of other companies. Oh, okay, right. right. So yeah. uh, it depends on how you slice it. But there's a lot of money in this. Nobody gets hurt. You're not actually causing any. You're not giving weapons to enemies. Mm-hmm. You're not attacking us. All you're doing. It's taking advantage of a situation that taking already advantage exists. of a situation, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if if Josh were walking down the street and he Which walks I do by all the time. He does. And he walks by a bank robbery had just happened. Let's just and say. There's the news out front and they're like, Excuse me, sir, did you see this? And he says, Ah, yeah. Listen to Gets Rich Quick with Josh Knoll. And he goes Baba Booey or something, and he takes off. I wouldn't do Baba Booey. Okay, but you'd say get rich quick with Josh and Noel. You know, you're just taking advantage of the situation. That's all I'm doing. If I'm in the bathroom, I'm going to wash my hands. That's right. That's all I'm saying. Oh, if I'm in the bathroom, I'm going to take a pee or a shit. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, that's a great idea, Noel. Yeah. Much better than mine. Oh, boy. I'm just saying. Is it the same idea? Uh, no, but you did, you did basically take all my preamble, so all I have is the idea. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I can go through... Yeah, go through. ...a few things. So, uh, you know, as you said, there were false flags have been around for a long time. Do you know that false flags originated where the term came from? is from pirate ships mm-hmm. who would raise the flag of a friendly ship, a friendly nation... And throw the the ship that they were going to attack off guard mm-hmm. until they got really close to them, and then they'd throw up their colors and mm-hmm. then attack the ship. Yep, that's where the term. So this term false flag has been around for a while, and the concept of false flag, you know, like I said, there was uh, the Swedes of all people. You wouldn't think the Swedes, yeah, would be a violent people, um, but they 
created a false flag situation to uh, force a war with Russia. Sure. The uh, tailor, the head tailor of the Royal Swedish Opera, received an order to sew a number of Russian military uniforms that were then used by Swedes to stage an attack on their own base. Okay. Uh, which was right on the Russo-Swedish border. And that cr- caused quite an outrage in Stockholm that they said, yes, we are going to fight the Russians. And yeah. for two years, Sweden and Russia were in a war. The Russians, as we've spoken about on several occasions, have done this. Yeah. And as we move into a modern era where wars aren't necessarily always fought on battlefields, Mm -hmm. we look to what's going on in the world of cyberspace. Mm -hmm. And it's happening. But it's a little different in the world of cyberspace right now. The way they do it is the false flags are, they give you a sense that it's a misdirection on where the hacking is actually coming from into a company's thing. So it's just basically the way they reroute their signals to make it seem like it's coming from somewhere else is considered a false flag. Then I thought, <coughs> I feel like there's more that can be done with that. Okay. And I was looking, and, and everywhere you look these days, big companies are suing other big companies for breach of contract, for mm-hmm. breach of uh, 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 patents, patent breaches you see it with uh, uh iphone with with apple and samsung all the time oh yeah those two guys are suing each other left and right yeah. right you know they're the biggest competitors in the phone market apple has sued samsung on several occasions in terms of like infringement on design concepts infringement on patent concepts etc mm-hmm. etc et so this was my thought big money in corporate espionage mm-hmm this is what you're going to do. Okay. It's taking it to a whole new level. All right. One of the hardest things with all these things, because of these walls of lawyers that all these companies have, is proving that something was even done. Yeah. So this is what you're going to do. Okay. You, the listener, uh-huh. are going to sell your services to a company where you hack that company. Uh-huh steal vital information, okay, and then reroute that hack to a company that is their biggest competitor. Okay. They will then yeah. sue that company yeah. for billions of dollars claiming that this company hacked into their system, stole their stuff, and you have proof. There's proof, solid proof. Mm-hmm. That company will then lose billions of dollars. Yep. They may go out of business. Yeah. Their reputations will be shattered. Yeah. And you will take over this bigger company. Will this new this uh, the company that you're working for will take over their market share. The market the ba- the battles these days are for literally a percentage point of market share. Yeah. You know what I mean? You look at Coke and Pepsi, for instance. Yeah. Right. Coke has twenty percent of the market. Pepsi has fifteen percent of the market. Yeah. One percentage point of the world market is a ton of money. Oh, yeah. It's billions of dollars. Uh, Imagine if you could knock them down to zero percent. Yeah. You hack Coke for Coke, say that Pepsi hacked in and stole their secret formula 
to make new Pepsi Classic, Coke Classic, uh-huh. and Pepsi loses that fight in court and has to admit that they want Coke's formula because they think Pepsi sucks. Mm-hmm. Pepsi, flush Pepsi down the toilet. Yeah. That's 19%, 15% of the overall market going to Coke now. Yeah. That's trillions of dollars conceivably. Yeah. And you get a percentage of that because that's what your deal is going to be. You're not going to just hire out like, I'll do this for 100 grand. You're going to be like, whatever you get, I'm going to get 15%. Sure. It's my worker's fee. Yeah. You're going to be rich in no time. Yeah. Nestle and Hershey's? Yeah. Come on now. Just pick your poison. Everybody, I mean, come on. Who wouldn't want to take down uh, ConAgra? Yeah. You know, you're some small, you got some small company that's working on genetically modified beans. Yes. And then they hack, you get hacked in and say, ConAgra stole our genetically modified beans. Yeah. And you sue them and win. And you crush ConAgra? Come on now. Yeah. Come on now is what I'm saying. Come on now. So there you go. You know, I didn't use it, but I actually came up with a similar idea. Motherfucker. Glad I didn't use it. I'm glad you well, didn't no, use it Well, no, mine either. was actually very specific. It was <laughs> now with uh, all the, the net neutrality crap. Mm-hmm. There's more power for like ISPs, which are media companies mm-hmm. and affiliated with all these other media companies, to shut down anyone accused of copyright infringement right. in particular, mm-hmm. right? So any startup Netflix, any you porn sharing site or anything like that, they would, can just would... load like fucking Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, right. Okay. On there. Yeah. And then shut him down. Uh-huh. And they have so much control to do that now. Uh, but then I, I had other more fantastical ideas, and I left it alone. Did you see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse yet? I didn't. I want to see it. It's to be very good. I've been seeing a lot of movies. Oh, yeah? Well, because it's, it's SAG time. We uh, Yeah, we finished off all the SAGs. Mm-hmm. Oh, tomorrow's the voting I know. deadline. I got to vote. Do we lose our uh, the films on the thing by then, or do we have a little extra time with them? I'm not sure. I would hope that you get to at least view them until the at least the airing of the SAG Awards. Oh yeah, maybe until the airing. But I mean, if you know, once the voting's done, there's no reason for you to have them still. That's true. I don't know. Did you get a DVD never... of the Green Book, or did you only just did you only just get it on uh, on the on the on the app? I I, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what's what. All right. Uh, yeah. I've seen them all. Mm-hmm. I got to vote. What are you going to vote for? Or what? What's Deb going to vote? She did for? it already. She did it this afternoon. Well, what'd she vote? Uh, she didn't tell me everything. Okay. I think the one thing we that she voted for with my input was, uh, 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 what's his name for Barry? Not, not. I can't remember his name. The the lead actor for Barry. Okay. For best best actor in a comedy. He's great. He's yeah. great in it. He's very good in it. And he's also the only one that's like holding all the water yeah. for the for the show. Yeah. It's like, you know, for whatever reason in the comedy division, it's they don't have supporting actor, lead actor yeah, in a yeah, comedy. Yeah. It's just actor in a comedy. Yeah. So everyone else on that who, you know, like I think Tony Shalhoub is is fucking hysterically funny. Yeah. 
and great in the Mrs. Maisel show. Yeah, he's great. Um, he is. <clears throat> but he's a supporting actor, and yeah. I feel like, uh, what's the guy's name? I can't remember his name. I, I can't think of it right but now. But anyway, in the, in Barry, I mean, he's it. He's yeah, the lead. He it's about him, and he's carrying the water, and he created the show, and he's very good in it. Yeah. And so I, I said that should be who she, who she should vote for. Uh-huh. Then I think supporting actor in a drama, she she didn't know what to who to vote for because it was uh, there were a lot of people she liked. Yeah, my guess is she went with Sam Elliott. Okay, but I think that's probably what everyone's going for. I feel Which like one's he he was in uh, uh, Star Is Born. He played the brother. Okay, I think he's probably the crowd favorite. You know who I think uh, <coughs> did the best who? is um, the guy from Can You Ever Forgive Me. Yes, uh, Richard Price was great. He was great. I thought he was good. You know, but he has played sort of a a a a a, 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 a foppish gay character many times in his career. That's not what the that's not what the contest is about. I understand, but I'm saying it's not like a new. You know what I mean? He's, if you're having best fried chicken, the contest isn't. Have you ever made fried chicken before? I'm just making the point. No. Yeah. It's not like this was a, a big stretch for him in terms of work yeah. that he's done. That's all I'm saying. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm not. Look, it wasn't any great stretch for Sam Elliott to play a, a exactly a grumbling not stranger. at all, not at all. You but, know, but with he a did. Big he mustache. did a great job. I, I feel like those supporting actor awards, Oscars, or for anything, are usually the more interesting ones. Sure. Well, because they're you know generally the, more interesting characters. Right. They're more interesting characters, and they're they're more interesting character actors usually. Yeah. 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 Anyway. You guys, if you want to give us some money so uh, we can lay some bets on these SAG Awards, Oscars, whatever awards are coming up, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel show page, hit the sponsor button, pledge an amount, half that amount will go to Josh and I so we can gamble it away on the Oscars. <laughs> half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn so they can foster the arts of people who may one day Get Oscars. The teens. The teens? They're not going to get Oscars. Radio Oscars. There are no... What do you... Come on now. Come on. Come on now. Come on. Come on now. Come on. Come on now. Hey, are there radio awards for the Webbies? Like, do radio stations win? I mean, because the Webbies are just... I don't know. For internet... I bet you there's not. I bet you there's like a media award. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, guys, that's how you can give money to Josh and I and Radio Free Brooklyn if you decide, hey, I'm just going to give to Radio Free Brooklyn. Just I don't know why, because you're contrarian. Uh, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, hit the pledge button, pledge an amount one time or reoccurring. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Not a nickel goes to Josh and I. You, for your pettiness, get a tax break because... Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 organization. So you get a tax break. That's the way it goes. <laughs> uh, if you want to support us, no- <laughs> that was ridiculous. Uh, so if you want to support in other ways that are not reaching into your pocket, well, actually, this one is reaching into your pocket because you're reaching your pocket, you're pulling out your cell phone, and you can listen to us on the apps. We have apps on iOS, on Android. Listen to them. Wait, there's a Radio Free Brooklyn app? Yes, my friend. I had no idea. I know you didn't. That's crazy. <laughs> I know it is. I guess I should go to those meetings every once in a while. Yeah, you should go and sign up for the newsletter, Radio Free Brooklyn. What? Yeah. What a funny name. Yeah, some genius came up with that one. Wow, it's like taking radio 
Yeah. But making it reading, yeah. so it's radio. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I got to shake the hand of the person that came up with that. You may have already. Um, <laughs> well, if it's who I think it is, he doesn't like being touched. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> it's Howie Mandel, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Howie Mandel, yeah. Um, you guys, so many ways, usually as thanks for for letting us plug all these plugs, we throw in another way for you get another rich. <laughs> Not this week, though, guys. We got some technical difficulties. I know. You guys got to start sending us money so I can get a new fucking computer. <laughs> Seriously, guys. This is what it's down to. We're going to start having Josh do them in funny voices off to the because, side or something. Because my computer is so shot right now that yeah. I can't even open GarageBand. Yeah. That's where I'm at. So, you know, if you want anything on my end on this show to continue... Uh, we'll, we'll get you fixed up. We'll get know. this all fixed. Send that money to Radio Free Brooklyn. Give me, you know, 50 cents on the dollar. Dude, we'll get it fixed. We'll Whatever, get it fixed. Man. I'm in tears. Give I us money. Don't band. let Josh hold you hostage, though. No, I'm holding him hostage. <laughs> Fuck that. If you want, you can, if you, you, if you want to pretend that you're listening to a tip of the week, Google Daniel Alley. <laughs> Listen to any random like uh, twenty seconds of Daniel Alley. And I'll tell you, I I I was not gonna do I was making a point of not oh, doing Daniel Alley this week. We missed and then a fresh one. I'm on YouTube. Yeah. And you know, because I'm always looking at Daniel Alley, he always pops up in the feed. Uh-huh. And this one popped up that was like, Oh god, I gotta do this oh, one. Oh, you got a Daniel Alley virus, <clears throat> I think is what it is. I do. <laughs> I have the Alley virus. <laughs> I'm crazy, yeah. crazy for Daniel Alley. Waka waka. If anyone out there has uh, any any uh, 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 contact info other than YouTube to uh, YouTube comment section to reach out to Daniel Alley with, uh, you know, let him know that uh, we love him. Yeah. Or if anyone out there can do a good Daniel Alley impression, <laughs> send in your tapes. Uh huh. There we go. What is it like? Hi, Julia. Yeah, hi, <laughs> <Hey>, Julia. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, no. guys, other shows that we're referencing: your mom's house, mm-hmm. um, false flags, false flags. How do we get rich with them? Hmm. Oh, I know. <clears throat> I know exactly how to get rich with them. Come on, how? Okay, you guys. This is a, a sad, sad, pathetic fact of life in America nowadays. Within seconds of any mass shooting now, there are cries of false flag operations. It's mm-hmm. disgusting, right? School shootings, Vegas, Orlando, you name it. The first rep- response for so many freaking idiots is to cry. It's a false flag <laughs> operation designed to take away their guns. Gun sales spike after every disaster. <clears throat> it's disgusting. It hasn't always been like this. I found a site that listed the frequency of meme types over time. Mm-hmm. Mean or meme? memes? Okay. Like internet memes. Yep, yep. False flag memes were always around, but they were like a whisper between 2012 and and then literally it was like one day they shot up and have stayed up since it's crazy it is crazy 
Uh, why? Right? Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't take a genius to figure out. It's the NRA, which is basically a giant freaking marketing campaign that uh, uh, it is horrible. Right? They make they take so much money from their members, from corporations. They funnel it, and from Russia, turns out, looks like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they live with themselves. With funnel this it shit, to Republicans. Man. They twist the arguments of every disaster, of everything. Kind of, I, 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 you know what? This is such a fact now that it's it's not new. It's not shocking. Nobody is being shocked by this. It still appalls me every time I realize how much gun sales shoot up after disasters. Mm-hmm. It is appalling. Uh, right? Great. What else can we use these tactics for? What other piece of American experience have tragedy and money so intertwined? Soap operas. No. Um, tragedy and money. Uh, and American experience. All of these. Things. Oh, health insurance. <laughs> yeah. But no. A, 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 a cherished piece of the American experience. A cherished piece of the American experience, tragedy and money. I'm, I'm at a loss. Okay, I'm not. Uh, <coughs> driving is a leading cause of death. <laughs> number four uh-huh. overall, number one among young people. But driving's so American, right? People love it. People love the car, the freedom of being on the road. It is a uniquely American thing. We're throwing the entire planet into the toilet so we can have big cars and not get rid of big cars and have some wimpy little Prius, right? It's crazy. And unlike guns, it really is under threat. The driving experience is under an immediate threat. Self-driving cars are set to take over any day. You know, there's a town in California that uh, they're testing, that Google is testing their self-driving cars in, Mm -hmm. that people are attacking the cars. I thought it was Phoenix. Oh, is it Phoenix? You're right. It's Arizona. It's in Phoenix. They are attacking the cars. Yeah. Smashing them, throwing garbage pails at them. Yeah, it's great. Screaming at them to get out of their neighborhoods and not kill their children. Good. Uh, (coughs) uh so w- first thing it's going to do, it's going to wipe out the trucking industry, one of the most American yep. of industries, mm-hmm. right? When you think of a real American, a real average Joe, real salt of the earth. Do you think it's going to be tens of thousands of jobs or hundreds of thousands of jobs? Hundreds of thousands, mm-hmm. right? They're going to take out the trucking industry. It's going to wipe out the taxi industry, mm-hmm. another salt of the earth, all-American and industry. that is certainly hundreds of thousands of jobs. Oh, yeah. Just here in New York City. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's going to take out the delivery industry. Mm-hmm. So many, so many things where there's driving, right? Um, it's going to take away the joy that people have driving their cars, driving down the road in a convertible, wind in their hair. Well, no, driving down the road without a convertible. Listening to the radio and singing along. 
Make it out in the back seat. Why would uh, a self-driving car, like that aspect, all those aspects of it. Because driving is a piece of that experience. The driving. Making out in the back seat? Yeah, because you drive. Hey, there's not going to be any freaking self-driving car are you out afraid there are you afraid it's that- gonna take two 16 year olds to the back of a walmart so they can do it are you afraid that the car is going to be spying on you and that's why you're not making it, will it out in the back seat it will like be. like the car is going to be jerking off while you're no, uh, uh it will be spying on you it'll give you all this data <laughs> to google your parents will probably be able to look at wherever you are well they absolutely will uh, sure it probably won't but they can do that now do that. and honestly it probably won't take too long with self-driving cars until you don't own a car. It's all kind of like an Uber thing. Or until your car is making out with your girlfriend and you're not going to pay for that seat. idle time or the car. It's going to be robot sex, mm-hmm. stealing your girlfriend. Yep. But what's going to happen is you're going to go out there. You're going to form the NDA, the Which, National Drivers Association. Oh, yeah. And like the NRA, you're going to play Hardball. Yep. Right? <clears throat> you're not only going to highlight the flaws in self-driving cars, you're going to systematically portray traffic fatalities as false flag operations designed to take away our steering wheels. You are going to turn every automotive tragedy into a rally cry of people who don't, you will take this wheel from my hands, you will, from my cold, dead right, hands. There you go. That, that's the quote. That's the quote. <coughs> and you'll take this stick shift yeah. from my cold, dead hands. That's right. And you will be getting politician money. You will be getting membership money. Who do you think is going to be? be Who are they going to hire as the spokesman for that money? You know who'd be great spokesman for that? Since they like old craggy people, and and he's always driving. I mean, his last few movies, he's driving all the time. Uh huh. Is uh 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 Clint Eastwood? Yeah, but isn't he already NRA'd? No, he. I guess he's Republican Party. No, he's Republican Party. You could have him holding that up, like mm-hmm. I mean, the Mule, Gran Torino. Yeah. Um. Uh. There's another one that was all about driving him driving all over the place. Yeah. You know, old people. It's hard enough to get old people to give a, get rid of the, get off the driver's license. Imagine. Yeah. We're gonna take your car. Yeah, we're gonna take your car. They're not gonna have it, man. No. They're not gonna have it. No. You'll be. And they don't trust Russia the technology. Oh. Rush will be like, oh, we. This is a way we can funnel money to politicians. Got it. Yep. Cha-ching, guys. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. And every time, scale. every time there's an accident with one of these self-driving cars, mm-hmm. well, no, that's not how it would work. No, right? no, no, it would work that way. You would, you would rally against that, but you would also <sighs> rally against every legitimate dr- actual driver car, 15-car <coughs> pileup on the, you know... Right, blame I-86. it on the blame it on the dry on the driverless cars, and then and then everyone would go out and buy regular driving cars. You don't even need to do that. Oh. You don't even need to do that. As the NRA NRA has taught us, uh-huh. people are more than willing to accept the fact that this tragedy is actually a false flag operation yeah. designed by the government to take away our right to drive. It's true. You're absolutely right. 
funded by the insurance industry. Yep. The most hated of all industries. It's true. For it's good true. reason. Excellent point. Uh, you, yeah, you know? Yep. I think it's solid. And on those lines, yeah. as you said, everything is considered a false flag. Now, any tragedy yeah. that we live through as Americans is a false flag event. But hand in hand with these false flag events, with all the people who believe that they're false flag events, yeah. is the idea of the crisis actor. Yeah. The crisis actor, a once noble position, a title that was given to people who would actually pretend to be in a crisis to help emergency groups prepare for mm -hmm. an actual crisis. Yep. That name has now been taken to mean people who are pretending and people. paid to be shot, yeah. murdered, fake, obviously, yes. as part of these false flag events. Yeah. But here's a problem okay. with these false flag events and their ability to convince people that they are false, that they're not false flag events. Mm -hmm. It takes a very quick search on YouTube to find the holes in this is that they often apparently use the same crisis actors over and over and over again. Yep. You will see multiple videos where people put up split screens of various false flag events that have happened in this country. Well, they will point out that that person is right here in another false flag event yeah and in order to disguise it they probably have made those pictures real grainy it's possible but the <laughs> point is is when throwing a false flag event yeah you, you want it to be high def you want it to be high def and you can't and therefore you can't use the same crisis actors over and over that's right that's right the problem with that is if you have a larger pool of crisis actors yeah there's a high probability that someone is going to come out and say, blow the whistle on the whole thing. Yep, tweet, tweet. You know what I mean? So they keep hiring the same people over and over again yep. to basically keep them paid off uh -huh. and keep them working so they're not going to blow their, they're not going to blow their good gig. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, it's a false flag. No one's actually getting hurt. Yeah. I'm making a pretty penny. Yeah. You know what I mean? These guys, they only have to work once every couple of years, it yeah, seems, yeah. in these false flag events. I don't know. Maybe they're not getting paid as much as they used to because it seems like they're working a lot more lately. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> but, you know, even if it's a couple times a year, yeah. the fact that you only have to do it, say, three, four times a year yeah. and you don't have to work yeah, yeah. any more than that, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. And here's the problem, though. Okay. As these people get recognized more and more, these false flag events just aren't going to fly. People yeah. just immediately are going to know that's a false flag event because this guy, who we'll call Bob, has been in every single one of them. Can't you tell? That pixel looks exactly like Bob. Yeah. So this is what you're going to do. Okay. You're going to you're going to start a crisis actors agency. Okay. But here's the beauty of it. Okay. It's going to be a hiring and disposal company. Okay. So this is what makes it different than what we talked about a few weeks ago. <laughs> what did we talk about a few weeks ago? <laughs> we talked about a false flag agency. Did we really? We talked about a crisis actors agency. I don't remember this at all. Yeah. Did we really? Yeah, we uh, have. But, but you've got a whole twist on it now. Well, because 
you only want to use these crisis actors once. Yes. Right? Yeah. You pay them very well. You'll do the thing, but how are you going to keep them from talking? Mm -hmm. When they come back and be like, man, I need to work more. And you're like, dude, I can't hire you again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. But now I can't be a crisis actor. I can't be a regular actor yeah. because people can say, isn't that the dude from that school shooting? Yeah. And it's not going to work. What do you do? Get rid of him. You got to kill him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you're going to combine. It's going to be a double dip situation. You're going to hire them. Uh-huh. You're going to get them to work. Yeah, yeah. And then surreptitiously, you'll actually kill them. Yeah, yeah. And then it won't be, you know, they're just dead. They're yeah. not actors. They're not anything. They're actually dead. Yeah. So there you go. That's great. That's good. You know, when you were saying that, I came up with another kind of related thing that would be great, too. If you want to help, obviously, the reason there's more and more of these crises <coughs> is because these jobs aren't paying enough. Uh, so these actors got to keep working and working and working, which is why there's more and more and more school shootings, mm-hmm. giant shootings, all this stuff. If you really want to cut down on all these crises, uh, just hire more actors. Start flag after and <laughs> unionize these these crisis actors. Flag after, and no one will be able to afford to yeah. have as many school shootings as they used to. I think that's the best yeah. idea ever. And you'll still be double dipping because they'll keep paying their, their flag dues, after dues right. because even after they stop getting work, they'll still get all the DVDs every year for the flag awards. Well, but just also. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine how many sort of uh, non-union flags are going to pop up, you know, just because these guys need to work. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing. Maybe that is what's happening here. Yeah. Is a lot of these false flag things are just, you know, it's almost like uh, 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 summer stock. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? And they're just, you know, we got to keep up our chops. Yeah. You know, for the next really big one. So these smaller ones where it's, you know, a guy walks into a bank and kills five people. Yeah. That's a false flag. Yeah. But it's just keeping their chops up. Yeah. Hey, you go, you guys, if you want to get in touch with Josh and uh, tell him how great you think he is, you can get him on uh, Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email him at GRQ with Josh Noel at gmail.com. Yeah, on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review. If you only listen to us in podcast form, tune in Saturday nights at 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get there early, listen to Art Star Scene, stick around after, listen to Sitting with G and Luca, starting any second, guys, enjoy it. Uh, we're rich. We're rich. Yeah, there's no doubt those guys are going to make you rich. I mean, that last one was used twice, so yeah. clearly it's making you rich. I anyway, know. so once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.